Hi everybody, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of seven books, host of two PBS specials. I'm here again to bring you another video on how to help you create the life you want. Normally I create this for those folks on my 6,000 person mailing list, but I've had a request to do a special video for a special group of folks. Folks between the ages of say 16 to 22, teenagers and young adults, especially those people who are in that age group that might be experiencing a little bit, I don't know, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of stress, a little bit of unsurety about what's going on in their life. Now, the material I'm going to share with you during this video is also can be used by folks who are younger than 16 and older than 22. I just think it's important to recognize that that time of life can be kind of stressful. It can be kind of anxiety producing. You're not really a kid anymore. You're not really quite an adult yet. You're bringing new situations to life in terms of graduating from high school or going into college, all kinds of new stuff, all kinds of hormones going. It can be kind of a tough time. So one of the things I want to do is give you some information on the science of regaining control. Because when I think back of what it was like for me when I was that age, man, I kind of wanted to be in charge. And I was tired of people telling me what to do. I wanted to have more influence over how I am and who I am. And yet I noticed that I just kind of found myself reacting to things in ways that only made me more anxious. So one of the things I want to do is to let you know exactly what's going on when we find ourselves reacting that way and what you can do about it to regain control, have more influence in your life and in the lives of others. The thing we need to understand about anxiety is it's actually a chemical change in our body triggered by the lower 20% of our brain. The chemicals for the most part are adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol. Don't really need to know exactly what they are other than our anxiety, our frustration, our stress, our resentment, our anger, our annoyance, all that stuff that gets in the way of our clarity, confidence, and creativity. That's a chemical change in our brain and body triggered by the limbic system, this middle part of the brain. It's kind of the scanner, processor, router part of the brain. And when it sees something that it determines is a problem or a threat or a stressor is anxiety producing, it triggers these chemicals. We go down to that lower 20% of the brain and we can get trapped down there to the point where we just can't figure things out. We feel confused. We feel hopeless. We don't know what to do. So I want to give you a model that shows you how to shift from that lower anxious brain up into that clear, confident, creative brain so you can regain control of your life and have more influence in your life and in the lives of others. The first thing you want to do is breathe deeply. I know. People say, oh, Bill, please don't tell me to take a deep breath. I've heard that so much. It doesn't change anything. Okay, you're right. And here's what it does change. Normally, the part of the brain that controls our breathing is the brain stem. When we breathe on purpose deeply, I call it the five by five method where you inhale for a count of five and you exhale for a count of five. You have this clear, confident, creative part of the brain, the neocortex, taking over, regaining control from the lower 20% of the brain. So that's why breathing is everywhere. That's why you see it in yoga and meditation and all of that kind of stuff. But now you know why you're actually having your upper brain regain control from your lower brain. If you use the word relax on the exhale, you're now having the upper brain take over two functions normally controlled by the lower brain, breathing and muscle tension. So it kind of looks like this. 
relax. Now you may need to do that two times, may need to do that 10 times. You wanna do it until you feel in control. That deals with the physiological components of anxiety. Let's look at the, that, what I call the psychological components of anxiety. One of them is our tendency to ask BS questions. BS stands for brainstem, by the way. Like, man, what is wrong with these people? Why won't they listen to me? Why don't they pay attention to me? Why don't they let me do what I want to do? Why don't they love me? Why don't they approve of me? Or the question is, is there something wrong with me? Is there, am I not enough in some ways? Those are brainstem questions and it gauges the lower 20% of the brain. So what we want to do is breathe, use the word relax on the exhale, relax, and ask what I call a neocortex question, a question that can only be answered by the upper 80% of the brain. In fact, I have four neocortex questions you can ask yourself anywhere, anytime that will make sure you shift and stay up there. Number one is how I'm feeling, thinking, have I done that on purpose? Have I chosen to be anxious? Probably the answer is no. Number two, how's it working for me, you know? <laughs> is this helping me create the life I want? Most people say they don't like being anxious and stressed and frustrated. That would be a no. The third one is, is it making the statement I want to make about who I am? Do I want to describe myself as an anxious person or somebody that lets other people in situation make me feel anxious? Most people would say no. And I love the fourth question, would I recommend this way of being to someone I love? I have yet to meet anyone that would recommend someone they love be anxious and stressed and worried and frustrated. So these are what I call the four criteria, because we can use them as a criteria for whether we hang on to any of these things or change them. We can say, nope, I'm not doing this on purpose. It's not working for me. It's not making the statement I want to make. And no, I would never recommend anyone I love feel this way or think this way. So now we just flip it. Okay, so what if I were dealing with this situation on purpose, deliberately, in a way that does help me be more effective, have me more in control, in a way that does make the statement I want to make about who I am, I'm a person that deals with this situation like this, and in a way I would teach to someone I love. What would that look like? What would that feel like? Clear, confident, creative, calm, in control, whatever it is, happy, excited, joyful, whatever it is, you now you want to imagine being that way. Because when we can get really clear who we are when we are at our best, who we are when they're coming from this upper 80% of the brain, and then bring that imagination, bring that into life, we can actually change the chemical makeup of our body. Let me show you what I mean. Everybody imagine holding a lemon in your hand. See the lemon, that bumpy yellow rind. Now we slice the lemon in half and there's lemon juice running down your hand. You can see the shiny yellow pulp of the lemon. If you squeeze the lemon, juice squirts up. Now take a big bite of your lemon. All right, <laughs> you can put your lemon down. Do you notice what happens? Saliva, muscle tension, that is all about a chemical change in your body. You've just changed the chemical makeup of your body based not on what you held in your hand, but what you held in your imagination. And you knew you weren't really biting into a lemon, but your body reacted as if you were. And what that says is the body will react chemically to any image we hold in our mind. Any image we hold in our mind will produce a chemical reaction in our body, even if we know it's not happening. You knew you weren't really biting into a lemon, and yet your body reacted as if you were. 
That's why it's so important to make sure we're holding images in our mind that serve us, that are purposeful, that allow us to be more effective, that make the statement we want to make about who we are, that we would teach to someone we love. We want to be clear about what that looks like, and we want to make sure we are doing that in a way that we would recommend to those we love. So we breathe, relax on the exhale, ask that question, how would I rather be feeling? Or if I were teaching this to someone I love, what would I want them to learn? Or what's the statement I want to make about who I am? Then we notice the change. Because at the end of this model, which by the way spells brain, breathe, relax, ask, imagine, notice, B-R-A-I-N, you will be feeling more calm, more confident, more in control, because every one of these steps are neocortex in nature. Now, if you want to know how to stay in this clear, confident, creative part of the brain, I have written several books to help you do that. One of them is called College from the Top of the Mind. It is aimed at this particular uh, demographic, this group of folks between, say, 16 and 22, those folks who are about to go to college, already in college. It's all about you. So if you want to get that at Amazon, feel free to do that. If you are a performing artist, I have got a book called Freeing the Artistic Mind that talks about what it's like to kind of audition for different schools and get in and then audition for play, plays and parts in, in, in productions. If you're interested in that, feel free to get that. If you want to just kind of write me and say, hey, Bill, I'd love to work with you around this, this is what I do. So feel free to let me know about that. In the meantime, here is to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity to everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the future.